0: And right now we get so much in versus what goes out. So people are sharing these these sound bites, yeah. people are sharing these clips, but they're not talking to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: sometimes I'll call out somebody, like they'll send me five clips and I'll be like, <laughs> What's this, brother? <laughs> I haven't spoken to you in, yeah. in, in years. That's a say, hello. It's a hello first. Yeah, say you? hi, what's up? <laughs> Tell me why you want to share this with me. Yeah. Tell me what it means to you to share this with me. Why yeah. do you think about me? yeah and i'm getting very aware of those things right now as i see people slipping in that regard yeah i don't call them out you know i just try to look at humanity i'll be like yo what's up another clip comes and i'm like you sending. you're communicating with clips you're not communicating yeah and mm-hmm. we don't want to become robots you know
1: welcome to the what next podcast Hosted by Sean Reed, where we pay it forward through conversations. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey to discover
0: what's next for you.
1: Marcus Bird.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up? What's up? Thank you (laughs) for coming back, man. Quick question. How is your mental health today? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. You know, it's a little tricky. It's a little tricky, you know. It, it It is fascinating that I'm here um because there have been some definitely strong mental conflicts in my life recently mm, interesting and i don't I don't think there are any coincidences mm-hmm. and I knew when I saw you if you messaged me today it would coincide with the, all that's going on that's very interesting
1: yeah, okay, all right, we're still getting to that <laughs> that's very interesting, so we're just... diving right into the deep end of the pool. <laughs> When you're from high school, right, and um, you've, from my point of view, mm. right, you've always been someone who goes against our society's grain.
0: Okay. Right? Yeah.
1: So, not, I don't just say against the grain because there's no grain, right? The grain changes depending on where you are. Mm. But based on, you know, our society, you have to get a specific education and mm-hmm. go to a specific school and get a specific job. And you know, put on a tie and go to work. To me, those are the things that are the typical thing that is seen as success. Yeah, you know, um, in Jamaica and in our, our society, mm. as I've all I've always seen as somebody who goes against that grain. Mm. So, one was that intentional, or B, is it naturally you? C, have you ever felt like? you are going against the grain, or you don't care, you're just doing what you want to do?
0: You know what? Um, that's a great question, and I think the first way I'll answer that is, what is the definition of the grain, you know? And you what you said to me, a lot of people have said over the years that, because I have a brethren who works in banking, mm. very corporate, corporate straight through, and he always says to me, says, Marcus, you know that you are that guy who, kind of went their own way kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because even though I went my own way to an extent, you still have to navigate just like the regular person. Mm-hmm. You know, and as I said, what's the definition of the grain? Mm-hmm. And to me, I I think I'm fortunate because I wasn't pressured by like my parents to be a specific thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, all the pressure came from me.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, because I went to... Um, I went to Heidel. Mm-hmm. Well, I was at Trafalgar Prep. Mm-hmm. Went to Heidel for the first year when it opened, so I'm like one of the pioneers mm-hmm. of the great Heidel experiment. <laughs> and um, then I went to Campion, mm-hmm. and when I went to Campion, I was a, the top performer in my class when I left. Right, I got top marks. And I came in and it's like, you know, camping was this different world. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was smart. And, you know, I'm like 11 years old or mm-hmm. something. And I was just thrust into this very highly competitive atmosphere. Um, I was very socially aware at the time. So I knew about like classism and colorism mm-hmm. very early. So I was talking about that for years before my virgins even understood. Right. What I, I was talking about that from like first, second form. Okay. In a little, a little squeaky voice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... I used to think that what you needed to do was science, math, physics, because that represents intelligence. Exactly. And that was a conflict for me for a long time before I decided to accept that I was more of an artistic and creative. And I think the thing about the grain is that who are you comparing your grain with? Exactly. Uh, I think that's very important. And for me, that was one of those things. It's like, I never had those... Kind of archetypes to look at. No, you just hop on YouTube and you find anybody like exactly. you. You want to find. Yeah, You're yeah. gonna find a gallus doctor, who's <laughs> also a, a gym freak. Right. You're gonna find like the woman who, you know, makes clothing and she has like a charity and. You can follow their life. You can watch their IG. You can read their book if they wrote a book. Right. You know. Um, but back in the day, me and you, we had to like decide a path, and then and move on it.
1: And it was it was usually two paths. Path A, which is, you get a corporate job and you should be okay. Yeah. Or path B, you become an artist whether it's musician, um, entertainer, athlete, mm-hmm. and it may it may seem like fun, but you won't go anywhere in life.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the underlying message. Right. You know? And, um, yeah, it's not, I'd say it's not easy, uh, but I want to make sure to, to, to cover that grain thing. But when you don't have a sense of, that some people are just born with the ability to kind of have an inherent trust in what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. They ask a lot of questions and they try and analyze the data within themselves. And I think I'm not saying I was specifically like that, but I have to big up my mom because my mom introduced me to the whole area of personal development mm-hmm. when I was like 16, mm-hmm. right? And I, because I remember she there's a business philosopher. His name is Jim Rohn. You heard the name? No. All right, he's one of America's foremost business philosophers. Um, he was big in network marketing for a while. Okay. Um, did very well there. Mm-hmm. And then, as a public speaker, did very well. He's actually responsible for the career of Tony Robbins. Okay. It was Tony Robbins who wanted to go to a Jim Rohn seminar, had to raise the money to go to the seminar. Jim said, No, I'm not letting you go in for free. Mm-hmm. Tony Robbins did everything he could to pay for the seminar and then start working for him. And Tony Robbins is why we have. Sorry, Jim Rohn is what I've got, Tony, Tony Robbins, Robbins, right? Wow. And, and I met him, actually. I've been in okay. like two or three of his trainings. Okay. Um, I've pictured him somewhere at the house. Mm. And she gave me a book called Jim Rohn. Um, it's like personal development for teens. Okay. Where you start to get a sense of like the things that you can use for rules to develop yourself mentally and so on. Mm. And like most kids... You know, in high school, some depression, you know, you have acne and you are insecure right. and take nobody like you. And um, so I remember that. She gave me this book, Jim Rohn. I think it was personal development for teens. Mm. So from an early age I had a sense that of rules, in in the sense that you can create rules for yourself that govern the way you look at the universe. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're in high school, your universe literally is your peer group, yep. who is a hot boy in school, who's a hot girl. Am I failing in class? Am I this, am I that? Right. It's like very simple. Yeah. Like when you look back on it, you're like, yo, why was this stuff so important? <laughs> it's true. You know, I didn't it's pay true. rent. I didn't have any responsibilities. That was so easy. It was, but but the thing is that life is reality that sits in front of you. Yeah. So I don't really discount a kid's point of view, mm-hmm. you know, and if I have kids, because I don't have kids, but if I have kids and they, they get big, you know, I'm never going to discount their point of view. Yeah. Meaning. What you know in front of you is all you know. Yeah. So, you know, a parent might be like, you don't know nothing about life. No, they know everything about their life. I like you know that. what I mean? Yeah. I like that. Because if you look at the 18-year-old, I said to somebody, I was like, yo, eight years ago, he was 10. <laughs> like, he knew nothing about life. You know what I'm saying? If you say a 15-year-old, yeah. I was like, dude, 10 years ago, the man was five. Yo, give him a break. He doesn't know anything going yeah. on. You get me? So that's helped me in the future to deal with things that i used to struggle with yeah because you look back and you like you didn't really know that much um and the things that were important to you are just those peer group things yeah. but i always said to myself well what if you had like a setup like uh some american high schools where you had maybe like different offerings of courses and mm-hmm. coursework and i mean it's not like vastly better or anything you know i was just like what if you had like a knowledge of like award winning artists you're or right. award winning, because we're not really taught about that. We
1: aren't. So
0: when you're the art student and you're good at art, cause everybody knew me in high school. I don't know if, was I drawing at almost Of course, yeah. yeah. So everybody knew me. Yo, yeah. Marcus can draw. Marcus can. um Anytime I did a drawing, they'd clam around and look at it and Everybody just knew I was the artist. You are naturally
1: creative and you are respected because you're naturally creative. Like people knew this is what this guy does and he's good at it. Yeah. Respect. Simple and, and mm-hmm. it wasn't like you're doing it and hiding. You were you're were just doing it. You're yeah. confident with who you were.
0: And you know, that's a fascinating thing because I had, a, I had a conversation with my cousin recently and he was reminding me of some stuff from childhood mm-hmm. where he said, Marcus, you were he said people talk about they're interested in anime. I was like, no, my cousin is interest was interested. He's, he was watching anime on cassette tape in the nineties, like right. you know, and he was just saying that you've always been like into comics mm-hmm. and, and music and and where I'm right now. I was like, wow, I haven't thought about that. And him as my younger cousin, yeah, would just have a whole different sense of it as the big cousin always bringing the vibes, right? And I, and I think that even you saying that I was understood to be naturally creative. is like. It took a long time for me to really mm. accept that. Okay. You know? Because my dad is a lawyer. My mom is a lawyer also. Mm. But she stopped law in like early 90s. Okay. To do her um, Herbalife Nutrition business. Okay. So she's been doing that for 30 years. Wow. I want to shout her out because she just came back from San Antonio, Texas. Okay. Where she got recognized. At, the, at, at their big event called right. the Extravaganza. So mm-hmm. she got to walk on stage and wave the flag. Yeah, yeah. So... But they never said to me anything about law or, you know, it was never like that. You get yeah.
1: me? Um, which is, which is very rare, mm. which is very rare because most parents, especially who are that academically inclined, mm. they usually push that because it seems to be the safe method that you will get through in life if you take this very safe method.
0: Yeah. You know, strategies are, are, are good and smart. Like I can't see how you could make a strategy academically. Mm-hmm and position yourself in a certain way. Because you see, when you're like 15, 25, 30 is like a lifetime away. Correct. So you're like, oh, you know, for this degree, it's going to take six years. But then you don't realize that the time comes, and you're actually still young. Yeah. You know, if you're 35 and you have a PhD, you're winning in life, right? <laughs> but when you're like 18, it's like, oh, my God, you know? But what I learned from personal development, because I also was in the Herbalife business for a couple of years, doing network marketing and... I had to talk to, I had to present to hundreds of people, Right. probably thousands. Mm-hmm. I had to host meetings. I had to be on stage. I had mm-hmm. to give testimonials. I traveled for work. And I, from an early age, I was used to dealing with people. Mm-hmm. And I also saw what you call the off the beaten path kind of careers. Mm-hmm. I saw network marketers. I saw, I met artists. I met musicians. I met people living fully off Creative pursuits are untraditional pursuits, right? Including my mom, Mm -hmm. right? It's my father's standard, but he has his own practice. Right. Can't work in a body like that, you know? So he always had his own practice, (laughs) right? And then my grandmother, my grandmother worked in a factory um, until she was 40. Mm -hmm. And then decided to start building houses. Okay. But here's the thing is she had no formal training. You understand? She didn't, she wasn't an architect. Right. But she understood how to build things. She knew how to get the men. She she could read the plans. And she had a brain on her that was serious because the house we live in, grandmother built it. Okay. Her house that she had before she left, which was the second house she built in Belgrade, was like this nice, like mansion kind of architecture, you know, just. And she had a ninth grade education. But she had a vision of herself and one of the superpowers she had. Is she always did what she wanted to do? Like she was the first person that I saw the a flat screen TV, mm-hmm. like when <laughs> nobody had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a ornate uh, structure built around the TV yeah, so you yeah. could close yeah, these yeah, doors yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just had style and class, and she showed me untraditional ways of being that could work, you yeah. know. And I mean, I never took it like fully to heart. In, in the sense that, oh, this is what I'm going to do. But I had examples. It
1: helped to craft who you are.
0: Yeah, because I had examples. And then I grew up in a family of very strong women. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom has her own business. Um, my grandmother had three daughters. Mm-hmm. So it's my mom, Andrea, Jerome. Yeah, the boy's name. That's my <laughs> other aunt. Um, and, and Sandra. And they were... I mean, they were like my little titans, you know? Mm-hmm. When I... Was like 18, 19 dating girls and stuff. I was so confused because <laughs> I was just used to very confident women. I didn't know about insecurity. I just thought every woman was like yeah. mom and Auntie Jerry yeah. and you could just talk to them. And no, it's like, and I realized that these are the things that are the foundation for how you look at reality itself. Yeah, yeah, correct.
1: Yeah. And I think that, mm. you know, it, I hope, or, master mm. yeah. question, yeah, yeah. based on what you see, mm. do you believe that? based on social media, YouTube, the opening up of the world to everybody who Mm -hmm. has a phone and internet. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that children who want to pursue their passion or dream, Mm -hmm. is it easier now because they can see multiple examples Mm. versus just what your parents or community says, which is get a job, work for the bank, and you'll be safe? Is it easier now?
0: Mm. All right, I have mixed opinions on that because I think we have what is called like... uh, Two kinds of dopamine overloads, right? Mm-hmm. You've heard the term you've heard the term doom scrolling.
1: Yes, yes. Alright, yes. so
0: doom scrolling is when you just Yes. <laughs> bad news and all kinda of, you're just scrolling. Yeah. And your brain is like getting this bleep. Yeah. Not necessarily dopamine hits, but you're just scrolling and you're like a zombie, right? right. I think there's also this thing called hope scrolling. Mm. Where it's like we in the soundbite culture now where you have a one hour podcast like this mm-hmm. or two hours and you take out a five-second soundbite, and then people send you all these sound bites. Yeah. and you can watch sound bites for like hours. Yeah. So you feel like, yeah, but nothing is happening. You're not, <laughs> you're not doing anything in reality. You
1: haven't actually done anything.
0: And I, and I realize that this sets a kind of dangerous precedent in the context we're talking about because mm-hmm. people are not forming their own opinions on reality. So you can hope scroll or doom scroll, mm-hmm. where people are saying these foods are bad for you. This way of thinking is bad. Here's why you can't sleep. Here's what you should do if you're a creative. Here's what you should never do as a creative. And people are using this to form the matrix of the identity. Yeah. We formed it through trial and error. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you try something and you fail. You feel bad about it. You learn. Um, maybe you say, hey, I want to be a banker, but you're not really a banker and you mm. end up an accountant. Mm-hmm. Right. But, I'm, but I didn't grow up watching all these people tell me how to think. Right. So I think that kids know if they have a parent with the mindset should try and balance both. The real world has to tell you things and, in, and social media and scrolling. Right. Right. But I feel like not too much by culture too early mm. because you're not getting the main message. You know, If I yeah. see Denzel saying 10 seconds from some long interview yeah. without context, it's like, oh, that sounds cool. But I'm not really doing anything with my life. Yeah. So imagine me you now at like sixteen and that's all I'm watching. I'm gonna have all this motivation, but what's the action I'm taking? And yeah. why am I taking action based on an amalgamation of ideas from random people in yeah. sound bites without context yeah. from places and conversations that I don't know what they're really talking about. I don't know what the overall thing is. Mm-hmm. So it, it fascinates me. And I think that if you're a kid coming up right now, um, I think you need to spend a good bit of time in the real world, like taking action. Just yeah. like, it doesn't have to be perfect action. Take action with social media and stuff, but try and be ahead of the wave of stuff coming in. Yeah. Like, I think um, there was this, like, classic image. I don't know if it was a Microsoft image or something where it was like data in and something out. I don't remember what it was, but it was this interesting image. And right now, we get so much in versus what goes out. So, people are sharing these, these sound bites, yeah. people are sharing these clips, but they're not talking to me. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And
0: sometimes I'll call out somebody, like they'll send me five clips, and i am be like, What's this, brother? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't spoken to you in, yeah. in, in years. It's a hello. It's a hello first. Yeah, say you? hi, what's up? <laughs> Tell me why you want to share this with me. Yeah. Tell me what it means to you to share this with me. Why yeah. do you think about me?
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm getting very aware of those things right now as I see people slipping in that regard. Yeah. I don't call them out, you know. I just try. a look at humanity. I'll be like, "Yo, what's up?" Another clip comes, and I'm like, "You're saying You're communicating with clips. You're not communicating." Yeah. And we don't want to become robots,
1: you know. And I do think that we're getting very close to becoming robots, and we don't realize it. And we don't realize that the younger generation, even you know, even our generation, but they're yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. You have to catch yourself, mm-hmm. and I don't think many people. Realize that it's getting very bad. You know, you go somewhere mm. and everybody's looking down on their phone versus having a conversation. Mm. People aren't actually communicating. They're, they're, if there are five people here, three yeah. people will be on their phone. Yeah. And they realize that maybe they don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to have a conversation. Yeah. They know how to look. Oh, that's funny. Let me say in the, the clip versus yeah. talking to you about what they probably saw. Yeah. And I think it's scary. We're regressing. It's regressing. We're
0: regressing. I remember the first time I really saw that. Uh, I was at South Beach, which is, I don't think it exists anymore. I think it got knocked down. Okay, yeah. But South Beach, the gym that was across yeah, yeah, from Spartan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember going to some event, it's probably like 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I walked in, and like there were maybe eight people in there, and all of them were on their phone. And I found it so bizarre because <laughs> it's like I walked in. Normally, when you walk into an event, if you don't see who you know there, yeah. you just chill and you wait. Like when there were no cell phones, There is no room to hide with your phone. People are hiding with their phone. That's
1: exactly it. Yeah.
0: And my thing about that is I make sure as best as possible. Like, you know, I I try and I don't like being programmed, right? Because we are in a matrix. And (laughs) and my thing is that I don't like being programmed completely. Like, there's some programming we can't escape. But I'm saying if I'm out by myself, my instinct is not going to reach into my pocket to pull up my phone. And hide by scrolling because I can't look at the people in front of me. Yeah. You get me? That's not me. Like, you have to be able to sit in your own thoughts. You have to be able to sit and be comfortable being alone in public. Like, nobody's watching you, half the people are on their phones, but it's like there is this sense of being watched or missing out or not being comfortable. And you just, and the phone satisfies all that. The phone is like, little sugar pill yeah right oh I'm in the line at Island Grill and uh you know it's gonna take me five minutes to get my food yes. pull up my phone ah relax yeah. relaxed again yeah oh let me just like doom scroll ah yeah. there we go oh yeah. that's funny oh okay okay <laughs> um, so, so I'm saying is that whenever you used to do that you stood in line until you got what you got
1: and then and I think what it also ends up doing is it we, we don't realize how many mini interactions we miss out on. Yeah. So we miss out on, A, observing the place yeah. around us. Yeah. B, there's probably somebody behind you who a little joke. And mm-hmm. you say, really? And you start interacting with somebody who you don't know just mm-hmm. because they say, boy, you're lying long, you man. I say, sure, you lying long. And you just start talking. Yeah. But no, we don't do that. We just versus those, those mini interactions, which I mm-hmm. do think helps so much mm-hmm. in building our awareness of the world. Yeah. Their interactions are based on what's being pushed to us yeah. on social media, which is which is scary.
0: I mean it's not all bad
1: though. Like I mean, we're not fully gone. It's not all bad, but I I, I think yeah. that because we are 40 plus, we don't realise that the younger person's like this is becoming their reality. Yeah, that's all or, they know. Exactly. Yeah. And so it is I believe I mean it can get worse, obviously, but I do yeah. think it's really bad now. Yeah. Like, you know, I will go Like today, you know, I go to um to church and I Mm. see the teenagers at children's church, and before it starts, Mm. they're on their phone. All of them. They're just interacting with each other and bossing joke and tripping each other. Kind of foolish. They're on their phone, Mm. and I was like, "No, you can't do that." It's yeah. I I think
0: I I have a feeling that a lot of patterns are cyclical, Mm -hmm. and they're usually things that snap people out of a certain kind of modality. Mm -hmm. Let's call it that, right? And I already see people having a need to go back to what's called analog things. Yes. People are buying less sophisticated camera. Right. Some people want to shoot on film. They're buying dumb phones now. They're buying dumb phones. They're, you know, they're doing things to kind of disconnect. Disconnect. Because it's like, I'm not pointing a finger because the thing is, technology is what it is, right? It is good. But we have inherent human sensibilities. Mm. And unless you're like a kid who's just kind of lost in it and that's all you know, mm. at some point you're going to realize your humanity, like it triggers because it's innate, right? Yeah. It, it, it's, well, intrinsic, I'd say, like natural to us. And things make you snap out of it. No, you might be so clouded and you live in a phone world that you can't handle certain kinds of realities. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like not everybody is like on the phone. Not every kid is on the phone. Some kids still want to run around on a ramp and, yeah. and this and that, you know? So, we'll see what happens, you know? <laughs> it's now rampant. that we'll see because it's like, it's not something that I, it doesn't really scare me or anything. Okay. No, it doesn't scare me. It's like, we're very programmable in you know, human beings, very, right? yeah. But the average person doesn't spend time learning about the human mind and human psychology, first of all. Yeah. They, don't, they don't know much about their own biology or physiology. Yeah. So, if we don't know the basics about ourselves... We don't know what's happening when we're using these devices and why we're triggered to do them and the dopamine hits and all this stuff. It's like very interesting because I, I read a lot of research on it. Mm-hmm. I read some books that are talking about the dopamine hits mm-hmm. and scroll time and, mm-hmm. and the nature of the way the apps are designed. And, and I can see it because I've researched it. There's a reason why the, the clips are so short. And there's also a reason why everything looks a little crazy sometimes because yeah. it's like distracting. And you know this new trend where you have... What oh, is it? it um, audition or not audition? It's um, where you can watch a video mm-hmm. and you're in the video. Oh, really? Just your face by the side and you're reacting to what's going on. <laughs> it's, it's a feature on uh, Instagram. I don't yeah. remember what it's called. Like um, I don't use the feature, mm. but like you'll see my face yeah. and then I'm listening to something a man is saying. Oh, really? Okay. And then I'm reacting. <laughs> but the thing is that you have all these people posting these clips. Yeah. And them have them head like, hitch up. Like, like look at me. I'm in the... Like, yeah, you're not, they're not talking. Yeah, they're yeah. just pointing and nodding. Yeah, 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 so you have yeah. this whole new arena of the internet where people are putting interesting information out there that they didn't create. And they're just nodding along. And it's this phenomenon. So people post on Instagram where a guy is like saying, did you know that the human body can do such and such mm-hmm. and such and such? And if you drink X amount of water, your brain gets... And the man is just there sitting there nodding. And I was like, what's happening to the world? Like, it's so bizarre to me because I'm just like, the funniest versions of those videos is when you have like the video playing, yeah. then you just see somebody's head pop up. <laughs> like, because they're there know yeah. And they kinda of pop up and they're like nodding. Like, and I'm like, that to me is like you lost.
1: It so it's funny. So you say you've done the research and read the books and yeah. Netflix had a documentary some time ago called the social dilemma
0: yeah right? still haven't watched it I'm, like weird like I know about it but I never it's a it.
1: good to watch because mm. like I always say that you will always have conspiracy theorists right mm. there's somebody out there who is saying right now wooden tables are not good because they call splinters right? Yeah. it's always like when the person who makes a table say it's not good pay attention. Yeah. at a documentary, there are like ex-Google, ex-Twitter executives mm-hmm. who explained exactly what they were doing to get your attention. Mm-hmm. They explained it step by step mm-hmm. and how bad it is and they quit because it was going too far. Yeah. So to me, when the person who makes the poison tells you it is poison, yeah. pay attention.
0: Yeah, you have to. Pay attention. Yeah, and yeah. and
1: it's, it's it's scary that it's out there. Mm-hmm. People watch it, but because it's so addictive, mm. you can't unplug. Because it, they have done such a good job. Yeah, like that. He is. He would say that. They would say, "Oh crap, Marcus hasn't opened the app in two point four minutes." Mm. It's them a notification, yeah, just I randomly. Bing. Just random. Bing, yeah. and, and I saw cool too. So it be like, mm. Sean liked your picture. you check. baby, Sean liked a picture five years ago. No. Yeah. But it, so it, is that a lie? <laughs> is that a lie? Yeah, But they yeah. are just finding a way to get yeah. you to look, to get you to look. And it, ah. it's amazing. And I am not against technology. Obviously, I mean, that's my role I'm in. Yeah. But I'm well aware of the downsides of any addictive behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you realize that you get up in the morning mm. and before you get out of bed, you're checking your phone, mm. that's addictive. Yeah, that's addictive. You rather check your phone than get up and brush your teeth. Yeah, that's a problem.
0: Yeah, I learned that there's certain things you should never do right away in the morning, mm-hmm. because your mind is at its best state just after waking up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I do when I wake up is I drink twenty ounces of water first thing. Mm-hmm that flushes the brain mm-hmm. and clears out the body and kind of gets you prepared for the day. And during that first hour, so you shouldn't look at your phone because your phone is going to like trigger yeah. all kind of thoughts and sometimes anxiety Yeah. that is going to carry through to your whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm really big on, you know, like I meditate in the morning and I drink water. And I make sure I don't look at any phone or anything. And it's just like a thing I do. Like, I don't have any notifications on my phone. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a whole heap of ping, 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 yeah. ping, ping. If somebody calls me and I'm not going to talk to them, I don't answer. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I don't like it when I'm talking to somebody and the yeah. phone rings and they have to answer it. Yeah, it's correct. We used to just say, oh, this conversation is important. Let's call them back. But yeah. no, we're just on this. Phone is ringing. Run to find the bag. Yeah, Phone is ringing. I have to answer that.
1: No, you don't have to. No, you don't have to. You, you know don't I mean? have to.
0: Honestly, expect an important call. Yeah. But generally I just keep those rules for myself. I don't always yeah. answer the phone right away. I'll call this person back. I don't want to be like tethered to it to that point.
1: Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I find that once so once I'm home and mm-hmm. my wife and daughter are at home, the yeah. phone's in another room. Because the people who are responsible for it right here. Therefore, anybody who calling me is secondary, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. called secondary. I love that, I love that because anybody, it's probably just a random conversation, it's not that serious, right? Yeah. Um, you know, when I'm at work or something like that, away from my wife and daughter, if a wife calls me, it's a definite answer. Anybody else, no, mm. especially if I'm like doing something at work, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing to answer the phone mm. if it's not my wife, or I, I just said, I'm expecting something important, gotcha, because it's it's. It's supposed to be a convenience of mm. when you need to reach out to somebody versus a distraction from living the actual life. Yeah, yeah. Like, it has become a distraction, and we have to regulate to say, no, this is a tool I am going to use, not yeah. a tool that's going to use me. So it's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, and, and, uh, and I mean, I know we've been like going on this for a little bit. But I mean, but I think it's a it, big problem. Yeah, but I think it's intre- I think think I think it's good to have certain forms of control over yeah. yourself. And I think what is happening is that with all, like I said, is hope scrolling and doom scrolling is that you're building a set of instructions in your brain that are not based on your own experiences. And then you're entering reality and reacting to real things Mm -hmm. based on all these things that were told to you, Yeah. what to do, how to react, how to speak, how to be, how to think, how to laugh, how to evaluate. And that's what it says basically programming yeah and what happens is that one day you wake up and you realize that it's not you it's not so you spoke about the psychology behind it right and yeah. it's something that
1: they've always done yeah. so when you know when you watch documentaries on how they set settle supermarkets it's all yeah. psychology yeah, yeah, yeah what yeah. items go where etc yeah. and so that is why you have people who say I'm going to go and pick up bread yeah. That's a plan. Yeah, I come up with an entire trolley full of bread, cheese, egg, water. Yeah, Because it's psychology. And once you, to your point, once you realize that mm. you are literally being programmed to do something, you're doing something uh. that you had no intention of doing. I just yeah. wanted bread. But they are so smart at understanding the human psyche yep. that they're going to put the eggs here, the cheese there, little snacks there, blah, blah, blah. The same thing with your phone. You took up your phone mm. to message one person to say, pick me by five Mm o'clock and you put the phone back down you haven't done it yet because as you pick the phone up you got distracted with this email this whatsapp Mm -hmm. this whatsapp and it's it's the ability to as you say to to recognize that they are doing it on purpose it's not it's not a mistake none of this is a mistake yeah the supermarket is not a mistake it's all on purpose yeah and therefore, if you live your life based on somebody else's purpose mm. to sell you a product, mm. then you're not actually living your own life.
0: Wow, that's really powerful. And it's, it it's is. A real it thing. is. And I think it's a challenge. I think it's challenging because what you find now is that individuals in this in this space stand out a lot more. Mm-hmm. 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 Like if 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 I'm in in a room with fifty people and ninety percent of people are on their phones, mm-hmm. my eyes are immediately gonna fall on the people just chilling. In yeah. their own space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get me? If I'm walking through the airport or a hotel, I'll see who is not plugged in mm-hmm. as much. Yeah. You know, and it's a it's a it's an interesting thing because awareness is also a good thing. You don't want to be walking around and unaware of the environment.
1: Have you seen Have you seen the videos of persons walking into the traffic?
0: Yeah. Be- because walking.
1: they're just unaware, so they're just walking and they walk straight into a car. Yeah. Not paying their attention. Dead.
0: <laughs> or walk onto the train tracks yeah. and, you know, but it is what it is. Like I said, we always say I have, like, faith in humanity. Mm. And the one thing I always say is, like, what happens when the lights go up, right? Suppose everything's shut down. Yeah. Because uh, they're always saying this EMP is coming, you know. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. All What happens when you don't have your phone? Some people are going to go crazy. (laughs) You know, that's why spend some time in nature, get to know yourself, or just do regular things.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. If you enjoyed it and you want to dive into a similar What Next episode, check out the links in the podcast description or head to the WhatNextPodcast.com. And remember, make it your mission to make somebody else's day better.